Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Hey, today, uh, kind of like a beginning of a series, and uh, but I want to talk, uh, I'm going to talk about destiny, all right? Destiny to destination, the process, we're respecting the process or the test that we go through in between. A lot of people have dreams and aspirations that are, by, I believe, that are from God, but it's getting there and some of us can bomb out. But I want to talk about that, then I want to back up somewhat and talk about the power of prayer. And uh, somebody says, is the enemy more relentless today than what he was 30 years ago? Well, possibly yes, but I think his bombs are landing a little bit better. And it's learning for you and I to actually understand the realms of prayer that we can shape things, okay? We can shape things, we can turn things uh, on their head, if you like, through the power of prayer, very important. But to do that, this morning, I want to introduce to you Jesus, and I want to talk about the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ is the most powerful name, and there's no name more powerful than the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to go through it, going to go reasonably quick through it, and uh, it is a teaching here that I've got, and, uh, but let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so, <coughs> um, wow. Jesus, the name Jesus is given by Gabriel to Mary. It actually means deliverer, and it means rescuer. In uh, the Hebrew language, it's Yeshua. Yeah, people talk about that, but Yeshua. Now, that's Jesus. So when we say Jesus, remember it wasn't just the name that Mary and Joseph shoved together for their son. It was given um, by an angel, Gabriel, and uh, that's his name, Deliverer and a Rescuer. But the name Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ is not Jesus' surname. It's not like Jonathan Cargill, all right? It's not a surname. It's actually a title. And it comes through the Hebrew word Christos, which actually means Messiah. It means the anointed one. So when Peter says this, he said, the Christ, the anointed one, heals you. So Jesus Christ is the most powerful name. It's recognized in the realm of the spirit. Okay, so we must understand that demonic spirits, they know the name of Jesus. They believe in the existence of Jesus Christ as a true reality, a present day truth. And yet at the same time, the Bible says they tremble at his name or they tremble around Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about Jesus Christ a little bit here. Okay, the first thing is this. Number one this morning is salvation is in the name. So it's not in the name of uh, Socrates or Confucius or Gandhi, or Muhammad, it's in the name of Jesus Christ. <coughs> the scripture for us is 1 Timothy 2.5. It says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and us, and he is Jesus Christ. For there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Okay, so I want you to understand this. This morning, I want us to understand Jesus has no rivals. Jesus is the Son of God. <coughs> okay. So when, it's, when it says there's a mediator, here's God, uh, it's important for us to understand there are multiple ways to find Christ. You could find Him in a pub. You could find Him on an outreach program or the mission field. Traveling, you could find Him on an airplane. You could find Him watching a movie. You could find Him going to church, of course. Many ways to Jesus Christ, but there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. 
It's very important we understand that because there's a thing called universalism. It says there is God, we all worship the same God, and there's multiple ways to God. That's not what the Bible teaches. Very, very clear. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. No man comes to the Father except through me. He's like the lawyer when we need him most of all. He's the gateway, the doorway. He is the window to God. He is God. And so that's important for us to, to know that. Um, uh, the other scripture is this in Philippians 2.9. Uh, it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee would bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So it's important for us to understand that, that salvation is not found in a concept. It's not found by just going to a church. It's not found by just listening to some code of ethics and being brought up in a Christian community and be Christianized. No, it's found in an individual. It's found in Christ the man. We need Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be our go-between. In other words, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, what happens is this. You give your broken, bent up, uh, hurt life, wounded life, you, sinful life, you give it over to Him at the cross, and in exchange, He gives you His life because He paid for your steed. He paid for the penalty. That's important. So number two, it is faith applied in His name. So remember in Acts 3.6 it says, Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have to you, rise in the name of Jesus Christ. And then in uh, Acts 3.16 it says this, Hey, it was faith in His name. It was faith in the name of Jesus Christ. So it's not a talisman. It's not a magical word. It's a word that you apply or you mix faith with. And so it runs like this. Remember the seven sons of one Sceva? Uh, Jewish exorcists. In other words, these guys group together and they cast demons. Many cultures have different systems and different ways on how to exorcise somebody who's what they call as demon-possessed. So the Jews heard about the name of Jesus because they saw the ministry of Paul. And then what happened is this, that they saw it and they decided to evoke and use the name of Jesus Christ. They didn't have a relationship with Christ, but they used His name. Okay. And as they use this name, the Bible says this. Uh, it says, we adjure thee in whom Paul preaches. And then the Bible says this, that the demon said, he looked at them and he says, but Jesus, or Jesus I know, or Paul I know about, but who are you? Okay, or Jesus I know, Paul I know because of a great previous encounter, who are you? And so I want to submit to you today and present to you today how holy, how powerful the name of Jesus Christ is. Because you can use His name and it doesn't do a lot, but when you mix it with God in faith, you mix it with faith and belief and you put force and energy behind that, God will shift heaven and hell on your behalf. And the Bible says, do you know what? The demons took exception to that because they recognized they weren't in the kingdom of God. They recognized it. They recognized commitments. They recognized decisions that are made in the realm of the Spirit. They recognize if we're in the kingdom or not. They know, they know that. And the Bible says that they basically tore their clothes off and they fled naked. Okay, so it's important for us to stand. It's not a talisman. It's just not a magical word. Though there's power in the name, it's mixed with faith. Okay, it's faith applied in His name. The next one is this, is the title of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, is the name that the demonic fully are aware of and they are fearful of. I want to say this, that there is a move of God around the world today to shut down, uh, to shut 
to shut down the presence of God. I, I, I believe there's a, a, an attack on two things. Number one, there's the attack on the authenticity of the Word of God, to scrutinize it, uh, to turn it on its head, uh, to find some form of consistency in the Word of God. That's the first agenda from particularly the atheistic or the secular move that's happening, particularly out of America and England and so forth. That's the first attack. But there's another attack, and it's against the supernatural manifestation of God. So it's okay to talk about the Bible, but we don't want any demonstration. You with me now? So it's important to talk about prophecy, but we don't want anybody prophesying. It's important that we talk about the things of God, but we don't want to see God move in the life. So it becomes theory. It becomes academic. But the thing is this, Christ is about demonstration. It's now salvation. And if it's now salvation, the Word of God says now is the time for salvation, uh, it's healings now, it's deliverance now, it's miracles now. But the enemy has always wanted to shut down, you ready for this, the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, there are some countries, it's a legal contraband to actually be in possession of the Bible. Not allowed it. Other countries, you don't broadcast it. Some countries, you certainly can't talk on the streets about Jesus Christ. You're not allowed to witness. This is a free country here. This is a great country. We're a privileged nation, but you can't do this. There are many countries around the world that adhere to a different faith or religious ideology or religious system. And so we have, back in the day, uh, just after Jesus has been resurrected and, and ascended into heaven, the disciples were on earth. And you know what they tried to do? They said they saw the crowds. They saw the miracles. One guy was healed powerfully. Peter had said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have I give unto you. Rise in the name of Jesus Christ. And the guy rose. It shocked the community. That's that guy that was lame. And now he's walking around. And it, it stirred such a commotion and such a stirring in the community. People are blown away. And it was done in the name of Jesus Christ. So the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees and the, uh, the set-up there, the officials, called them in. And they said, listen, we, we can't deny that there's been a miracle happen, but we want you to shut down and no longer use the name. And the Word of God says this, they forbid them to use the name of Jesus. Peter says this, he said, well, judge unto yourself whether you feel we should or not, but it is our role to submit to God, the Heavenly Father. Okay, so that's what they did. And then finally, the scripture actually tells us that it goes on. They didn't listen because they're not subject to the earthly kingdom here. They're subject to the kingdom of God. And they began to preach and teach and minister the resurrection of Jesus Christ, compelling people and bringing them into the kingdom of God. And then they were brought in, they were beaten up. They were, you know, roughed up around. And uh, the Bible says they continued to tell. And then what happened is this. The Bible says the name of Jesus Christ was glorified. Do you know the seven sons of that skeever, those Jewish uh, itinerant guys got together and tried to cast out the devil or the demons out? Did you know when they saw, the Bible says that when they saw the demonic tear their clothes to bits, that's a reality, tear them and they fled, uh, they fled, I think it was about seven of them, took off. Do you know what happens? The Bible says this, that the fear of God came upon the community and the name of Jesus Christ was lifted up high above. There's an attack on the Word of God. There's also an attack on the supernatural power of God. There's also an attack on the name of Jesus Christ. Did you know, how come, in our, in our, in our Western world in particular, how come we blaspheme and we bring low the name of Jesus Christ? Have you ever considered that? People use it as a curse word. How come we don't use the word, oh, Buddha? 
I haven't heard anybody say, I'm flipping Buddha. Or Gandhi. I haven't heard anybody say Muhammad. Now, I want you to hear this real clear. You dish the name Muhammad over in the east and your head goes. Come on now. Western world, we need to understand these things. I mean, if you just read a little bit, you'll see the extent that people will go. If you begin to say things about Allah in a dishonoring way, where you begin to use the word Muhammad in a disrespectful way, but in the Western world, we just swear it out. Why? It's seen as a curse word, as a profanity. It's because, you ready for this? The enemy, the powers of darkness, know that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to have blind people begin to see, to have people that do not hear begin to hear. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. You are saved because of that name. And the enemy wants to bring down the name of Jesus Christ into a filthy common word. Very important for us. We should value the things of God. Highly esteem the things of God. Highly esteem prayer. Highly esteem worship. Highly esteem the name of Jesus Christ. Do not become too familiar with those things because people are hungry all around the world and walking distance of 16, 17 miles to hop into a church on a Sunday morning. But if it rains, some of us don't want to come. You see the difference? God will visit Rarotonga. He will visit the Cook Islands. It's His will. It's His express will. It'll come to the degree that humanity is hungry for Him. As we consecrate ourselves, as we hunger after the principles of the Word of God, God will come. Because God, remember, is a gentleman. He doesn't force Himself upon us like that. Uh, The enemy invades, but God doesn't invade. He waits for your invitation. This morning, you have as much of God as you really want. You have as much of God in your marriage. You have as much of God in your business. You have much of God and peace of mind as you want. As you're hungering after Him, the Lord would say, come unto me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace that the world cannot give you. I'll break the shackles of pornography. I'll break the power of drugs. I'll break the addictions. I can do that. That's easy for me, says the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. All right, we must reverence this name. How many of you ever had a dream? Have you ever had a bad nightmare? How many of you had these? How many, uh, okay, how many frequently have bad dreams? I used to, I went through a season where I had a whole lot of weird dreams, but I had dreams pretty much, I can remember the most nights. How many are dreamers here? God bless your sister up the back there. How many never have dreams? Yeah, but James at the front here reckons he doesn't dream. <laughs> Loose the nighttime imagination. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't dream. <laughs> he dreams about Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm only saying what we're all thinking. No elephants in our room. Okay, so I had a, I had a dream. <laughs> we have a dream, and in the dream, you feel like the enemy is coming in on you, and it's kind of like sometimes your, your chest has been pressed down, and you can't get out of bed, and you feel all fearful and so forth, and then you kind of like, and you squeak out that name. 
How many of you ever had that, particularly at 3 o'clock in the morning? And you have it, and it's kind of like the, the spirit of fear. They call it the terror that comes by night or the arrows that come by day. The terror that comes by night is found in Psalms. It's a proper spirit that attacks people at, during the nighttime, and you freak and you get into some form of panic attack or terror. I've actually had that. But, you know, in the dream, I cried out, Jesus! And immediately, the setting changed miraculously. Now, I've counseled a lot of people that have had that. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. The name of Jesus Christ is incredibly powerful. If you but use the name of Jesus against your uh, financial problems, against different things that are around your life, like I said, it's not a talisman. Live right, walk right, but use His name. Don't just pray empty prayers. The name of Jesus Christ is not shoved on the end of grace or the end of a prayer. It's powerful and it's recognized as the most authoritative word, uh, name that there is in the world. It's Jesus Christ. No other name. No rivals. It's Him. Huh. It is uh, Exodus 20 verses 7. How's that? Exodus 20 verses 7. It says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That means it. Don't use the name of Jesus Christ or the name of Yahweh, the name of God, as a common low thing. Be careful. I'll explain it in just a moment. For the Lord will not hold him or her guiltless who takes his name in vain. It means to treat common, to treat useless. Now, we go back into the Lord's Prayer. It says, to the, uh, it says in uh, Matthew 6, 9, it says, the Lord's Prayer, it says, For our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it's replicated in heaven. Very important. So, it's, so the word there, it means to esteem, to consecrate, to lift up as holy. So this is now Jesus Talking, he's telling the disciples how you should pray. This is how you should pray. Our Father, God, the only one God, hallowed be your name. Now, I listen to some, I read some articles and that that comes from, that comes from um, uh, overseas and that it's a, a Jewish thing. I can tell you who's born again and who's not so born again by how they spell God. It's important to understand this. Back in the Word of God, there was a time for many, many, many years, and some people still today, where they don't actually like to say the name of God. It's too holy to talk about. So when they spell God in the articles that I get, they spell it. I know that they're studying the Torah or the first few books of the Old Testament. They don't recognize the Messiah. They're waiting, still waiting for Jesus to come or the, the Messiah to come. Still waiting. But when I read it, it sounds good because it is principles out of the Old Testament. It's good. But I know that they're not necessarily in the kingdom of God because how they spell the name, they miss out the, Z, the O. So it's G-D. And it comes from a whole culture that went through the dealings of God because they began to profane His name. This is how they profaned His name. They profaned His name because they didn't live right. That was the reason why. It wasn't just using his name as a curse word. It was saying, we are Jews. We are followers of Yahweh. He is our God. And yet they were involved with paganism and idolatry. And God says, you're profaning my name, not by using it as a curse word. You're profaning my name by your lifestyle. 
In other words, hey, if you're going to declare the name of Jesus Christ, let's live like it. Let's come up in the realms of the Spirit. Let's come up in our holy living and our righteousness. Let's just not claim the name and live differently because that itself is treating his name as a common thing. And the Israelis or the Jewish community, they understand that, well, they actually have that revelation. Now, you can spell the name God, G-O-D. It's not a problem. But what I am saying is this. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not about works. It's what Jesus Christ has done for us. But let's come up. Let's live holy before the Lord. Because I tell you what, if people know that we are Christ-like followers and we're living right in the spirit of this world, it's just like they can't reconcile it. They say, church and a righteous person supposed to be looking after God and uh, walking in the things of God, yet they're doing this other stuff. We are not a presentation of God. The other day somebody said to me, there's somebody in the church here, and they said, there's a whole lot of people in your church I know, and they said, I've seen the changes in their life. They said, I've seen the changes. I've seen that they're just different. They've changed. They're better people and they've got more joy. They've got more peace. And there's a change on the inside. Their behavior is different. That is a good testament. Let's give the Lord a hand. All right. Okay. Let us get into this. Okay. Reverence and respect this name in the Ten Commandments. In uh, Exodus 10, 7, it says, You shall not take, you ready for this? The name of the Lord your God in vain. That's right in the basic foundations of Christendom, the Ten Commandments, and they're still important as powerful principles today. Very important. In fact, let me tell you, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, did you know God was actually helping to establish the Ten Commandments into your life? They're not disregarded. They're taken out of universities and all sorts. But if we built our community in our nation here, you ready for this? If we built the Cook Islands community on the Ten Commandments, we wouldn't have adultery. We wouldn't have idolatry. It would be kingdom of God. It would be Christ first. Wouldn't that be amazing? In other words, our careers and our education, good, no problem. We should be educated. And if that's what the law wants, are great. But at the end of the day, Christ is Lord of the education department. He's, he's, he's Christ over all of our life. He's Christ over our marriage. That's how the Lord has always wanted because that's the best way for peace for us. That's the best way for joy for us and tranquility and so forth. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, so here we go. Never use his name to justify poor behavior. Come on now. Don't say, oh, the Lord has given me a prophecy, uh, lovely looking girl. <laughs> and the Lord says that we're to be married, you know. <laughs> or does he? Does he really say that? No, he didn't say that at all. What we do is we actually begin to use, we're not to use his name in the prophetic ministry. God says this, God says this. And I want to chuck this out. We better, if God's speaking to us, it's really important that we know that He is. Rather than saying, oh, God has shown me this, or God's shown me that. Often I hear people say, God spoke to me here, and God gave me a dream here, and God gave me this, and God gave me that. And I thought, man, do you live in His house or something? But it's all this God factor. And then I look at the right lifestyle, and I can't reconcile the shoddy, broken lifestyle with the fact they've got this hotline to God all the time. 
I think sometimes we lock into the kingdom of God and we try and over-spiritualize things. It's better to say, I think the Lord might be speaking to me. And there's a witness amongst the heart of the people. Some people prophesy. They say the Lord uh, was going to do this and it doesn't come to pass. Then they duck for cover and they never ever go public and say I was actually wrong. But they've actually used the name of Jesus. So I want to say we need to be wise. Very important for us. Don't just throw his name out like that. Uh, Don't use his name to to justify poor character. Uh, Don't use his name for selfish ambition. Ezekiel 22, 28, it says, And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. They say, My message is from the sovereign Lord when the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them. So if we're going to prophesy, we need to make sure we test it out. This is of the Lord. The other one is this, is telling jokes in the name of Jesus. Now let me throw this out. As a pastor and as a minister, the hardest thing to build in the church is the presence of God. It's not an easy thing. It requires, this is what it requires, I'll throw this out. It requires musicians that are consecrated, musicians that are holy, musicians that are walking in God, because God flows through the vessel, through the instrument, out to the people. So if you've got a nightclub spirit, (laughs) or you've got people involved with different things that are wrong, and then it's like a clog. The music sounds good, but there's there's nothing there. It's like the presence of God, it's not there. The pastor doesn't just get the message from the YouTube and get up here not even waiting upon the Lord and just bangs out. No, you wait upon the Lord, you prepare it. You ask the Lord, is this really what you're saying? How do you want me to deliver this? Because it's His Word to the people. So it has to be a timely word. There are some messages that I've got that's not ready yet. They've got to come later on because we want to be sensitive to the things of God. Very important there. So when it comes to, to the things of God, often you'll hear in America particularly, and I think it's wrong, and I love Americans. We've got churches there, and it's a, it's a great nation. America has got to be one of the best nations in the world. It's a fantastic nation. Americans are just amazing people. But I want to say in the culture, I'm just going to say something for, because I hear some of us do it. They'll say this. They'll say, they'll be in a conversation. I'll say, you know, oh, my God, doesn't she look beautiful? We've just used the name of God. We've brought it down low. You, can you catch it? Uh, we say, oh my God, preachers, I've heard them say, and it's, got, it's not like, oh my God, we're crying to you and saying, oh my God, or oh God, it's not that. No, they're using it as an illustration. They were using it like this. And I say, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and we're going, there, oh my God, I thought this, and I, I've heard it from the pulpit. It's wrong. You've got to, either we talk about these things or we don't talk about it, these things. But I think our holy standard, if we're really going to see the Lord come powerfully, then we've got to prepare our hearts. We've got to stoke the well. We've got to build the reservoir. Some things have to change. Some things, if you want the breakthrough in your personal life financially, there has to be a change. Nobody can do it for you. If you want a better marriage, you, it's in your power. It's in your hands in Jesus' name. People want all sorts of, uh, like the magic wand scooped over their life, but you've got to bring the change. It's got to be from you first. I think even on social media, how people write, you know, the, Little um, uh, abbreviations. Oh my God, OMG. I think we stop that, eh? Let's make a decision to get rid of that. If you've ever done that before, God loves you to bits. 
you know, just, just move forward. But I, I want to tell us today, I, wanna, I want you to understand you have the most powerful name at your access. All right, so the whole message comes to this point, this point. When you use the name of Jesus Christ, Peter said this, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command the Spirit to come out. Paul said it, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, with a loud voice, spoke to Lazarus, and he said this, come out, in a loud voice. He could have had a pipsqueak voice, and he could have said, come out, to the cave. And the disciples said, did you say something, Lord? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try it one more time. Come out. And he said, um, we're not mice in the kingdom. No, no, no. He said, he said this, Lazarus, come forth. Bold voice, a loud voice. Peter, in a loud voice it says, he said, come out. In a loud voice, another scripture, he says, he says, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, now here's the deal for you. Some of us are attacked by oppression. What I mean by that, we get attacked with depressed thoughts. So our emotions go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. In New Zealand, they would just give you some chemical balance or whatever and crazy stuff. I think the diagnosis isn't always correct. There are spiritual forces and spiritual powers that get around our emotions. If the enemy knows how to hit our physical body, he definitely knows how to hit our mind with suggestions, uh, thoughts, imaginations, and scenarios, painting pictures and images, but he also knows how to get our emotions. I've spoken to many people, they wake up in the morning and they say, I don't know what it is, I feel depressed. Or I don't know what it is, I just feel, I just feel like dread, the feelings of fear. And I say, well, what do you mean by that? They say, I don't know. They're not discouraged in themselves. Life is working for them, but they have this emotional feeling they get hit with of isolation, of loneliness and depression. Some people get hit with unclean thoughts. They're just like a bombardment, one thought after another thought after another thought. Other people get hit with this, resentment or bitternesses or unforgivenesses or the, the, the desire for retribution or vengeance and it begins to come and you think, I don't want to think like that. But it comes and it comes and it comes and it comes. I want you to be able to use the name of Jesus Christ to repel the powers of darkness. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time, 